Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. In that space of time, related to the things which were. I hope I'm clear. Now, so, but in between these things, the things that he had seen, the things that were, as we have spoken, you will see God then began to speak also prophetically of the things which were going to come. Now, I'll show you that from you because you started, you started reading it already when you looked at the place where you spoke about a, a, a child shall be born. I, I think you saw that in, in, in chapter 9. It said, in between, the, in between are some of the most glorious teachings of the scripture that you will ever find regarding the things which will be. In fact, when you view the prophecies of Isaiah in two major sections, the first section speaks to the fact that the Babylonian system was going to continue right until the coming of the Lord. I, I, you will find that that portion actually was tying to Daniel chapter, chapter 2, where he showed the head of gold, chest of silver, the thighs of, um, of, 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 of bronze, the leg of iron, and the feet of mixed iron and clay. It's the same thing. And that portion, by the time you get to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter, chapter 14, when he begins to speak about the king of Babylon using Satan, maybe you should go there. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to. Uh, I'm running ahead of myself now. Isaiah 14, because it's good for you to see um, the relationship between the processes that this man gave, how they tied to not only Moses, but they tied also to the prophecies that Daniel gave, and then we will see how they spoke also to the end of time. At that point that we see that, it will be good for us to then go into the book of Revelation. Um, in Isaiah chapter 14, uh, hear what he began to say there. This one? Yeah. For the Lord will have mercy on the descendants of Jacob. Mm -hmm. He will choose Israel as his special people once again. He will bring them back to settle once again in their land. Mm -hmm. And people from many different nations will come and join them there and unite with the people of Israel. The nations of the world will help the people of Israel to return. So you can see already in these first four verses, he's speaking to something that will happen much, much later. But there, from verse 4, said, You shall take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, How has the oppressor seized? The golden city seized. The Lord has broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. He smote the people in wrath with a continual stroke. He that ruled the nations in anger is persecuted and non hindered. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. The fir trees rejoice at thee. The cedars of Lebanon say, Since thou art laid down, no feller has come up against us. Hell is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It's terrible of the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth, it has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. And all this shall speak and say unto thee, Are thou also become weak as we? Are thou become like us? Thy pomp was brought down to the grave, and the noise of thy vials, the worm is spread under thee, and the worm shall cover thee. How art thou fallen? 
from heaven, O Lucifer. All of a sudden, you see, it's the system of Satan, the system of Babylon, was being spoken about now as to the extent to which the workings of Babylon will be. Babylon as a system now, not Babylon as a specific kingdom. The system of Babylon predicated on the rulership of Satan and the principles of Satan were going to be working until the time of the coming of Christ. So it's, in this, um, if, you, if you took time to really understand the way, the structure in which God allowed these things to be, the things which have been seen, the things which were, and the things which were to be. Mm. As elements of the things which were to be, this is where we begin to see the, 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 the prophecies of, of Daniel aligning with the things that God was speaking by the mouth of Isaiah. And there, as we go through that, you will also see there are more important things that are spoken to from where we started. Perhaps you go to Isaiah chapter 7. And I'll just take Isaiah chapter 7, 17, Isaiah 8, 8 to 13. Because the things which are going to come were not just with respect to the kingdom of Satan or the Babylon, the system of Babylon, which were going to be. But there was also things that God was showing to Isaiah that related to the wonderful things that Jesus had done for us. Mm. As we spoke to when we were doing the question and answer session, that when he spoke about the acceptable year of the Lord, Jesus came and intervened for me to deliver me from the powers of darkness. Go to chapter 8. Okay, chapter 8 from verse. Let's, let's take it from verse 8. And it shall pass through Judah, and it shall overflow and go over, and it shall reach even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings God. shall fill the breath of thy land, O Emmanuel. The breath of thy land, O Emmanuel. Mm. And this is the first time you will hear. Emmanuel being spoken And see how he uses the word Emmanuel in relation to what things the people will be doing. Go on, please. Associate yourselves, O ye people. Associate yourselves, O ye people. And ye shall be broken in pieces. Mm -hmm. And give ear, O ye of far countries. Mm -hmm. Guard yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Mm -hmm. Guard yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Mm -hmm. Take counsel together, and it shall come to naught. Mm -hmm. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, mm -hmm. for God is with us. Mm -hmm. For the Lord spake thus to me, with a strong hand, and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of these people, saying, Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom these people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fears nor be afraid. Mm -hmm. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, yeah. and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread, and it shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense, to both the houses of Israel, for a, a gene and for a snare, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I wanted to see the things that have been spoken to here, and everyone who is a student of the scripture, knows that these were prophecies speaking concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So here, not only did God show Isaiah the things which were to come in terms of the prevailing system in the world, the Babylon system, but he was also speaking forward here that there was going to be one who was going to arise. Who will be what? A stumbling stone. Who mm. will be a gene to those who are in Jerusalem. Mm. These are all prophecies relating to who? To the Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. So the future, in terms of the things which are going to be, 
God interspersed them in this scripture. But it's important for us to see this structure, the things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which are going to come. That structure is the same thing that God employs when he began to speak about the book of Revelation. I hope I have not confused you and I have not run too fast. Uh, but it's important for you to get this, that if you are able to understand this, it will be easy as we go through the book of Revelation. But let me go through, let me finish this portion. Let's, let's just try and finish this portion. Now, um, the things that were spoken concerning the virgin who gives back to this child, who grows up to become a warrior, who will come and put down the rebellion on the earth before we can have universal peace. It, contained, it is contained in a large section from Isaiah chapter 7 all the way to chapter 12 inclusively. These six chapters are all about the rising of the Messiah, whose name is the Lord Jesus Christ. When we come to the New Testament period, in the midst of this prophecy about the Messiah, the one produced by the Virgin, by the Virgin, Isaiah gives us a principle that is important for us to understand. And that principle is in the principle of his own name and the names of his children, the names of the children that he gave birth to. Um, We've read very quickly through Isaiah 8 all the way from 13, 13 and 14. Uh, but I, I have some comments that I need to make here, which are comments that I wrote down. Um, you'll find that Isaiah 8, 13 and 14, which you, which you just read, affirms this one who is coming as the one who has authority. He is the one that will be a sanctuary. You just read it. It will be a sanctuary to some, a gene and a stumbling block to some others. That's the, that is the wonderful promise that Jesus has given anyone who reads this, particularly those of the devastated house of Israel for whom it was designed. He said, it shall be for a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel. That is, Judah and those associated with Jerusalem and Samaria and Ephraim in the north, the two houses of Israel which were in existence in that time, here is what God has to say about them, his own people. But for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to the both houses of Israel, for a jinn and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. To which Simeon attested. We read that scripture concerning Simeon. In Luke chapter 2, maybe we should look at it again. And I'm trying to let you see the linkage between Isaiah and his prophecies and the things which are yet to come concerning his days, which things have now been fulfilled in our own time. But if you look at that, Luke chapter 2, 25 to 35, we will see everything that has been spoken here. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come mm -hmm. and rescue Israel. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servants die in peace, as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, mm -hmm. 
which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, mm -hmm. and he is the glory of your people Israel. Mm -hmm. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Mm -hmm. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. Now, um, it, will, it, will be, it will cause many to do what? To, to fall. fall. What did we read in Isaiah chapter 8? It should be one that will make many to stumble. to stumble. But if you look at this particular scripture in King James Version, it said this child shall be for the falling and the rising again of many in Israel. That's loaded. This child shall be for the falling, and that's exactly what happened in his first appearance. This child shall be for the falling and the rising again of many in Israel. Now, in there, you see that gap again between the falling and the rising again. But the issue of the falling are the things that were spoken. Now, you will understand when John the Baptist started his ministry, where did he go? Which city in Israel did he go? It was Jerusalem. Jerusalem. It was clear. I mean, he said, it will be a gene to those who are in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. What is a gene? A gene is something that you break to win and, and separate. It will be a gene. When, 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 when John the Baptist came, it was to Jerusalem he went. Mm -hmm. When Jesus Christ came, it was Jerusalem that he also went. Mm -hmm. So these things that God had spoken to were very clearly laid out. Very clearly laid out. I'm going to this depth so that you can see the relationship between what he had seen, what things were, and what things were going to come, and the things that this man was speaking to that were revealed to him, they fit into that same structure that you have as I will go into the book of Revelation. Now, what happened to John the Baptist? He was killed. His head was chopped off. What happened to Jesus? He was killed. He was hung on the tree. But then he was resurrected from the dead and began to teach, and the apostles began to preach. So powerful. This one, I didn't know until I also, I mean, this, was, this came to me because of studying the church history. As a matter of fact, the preaching of the apostles of Christ in Jerusalem was so powerful that half of the entire population of Jerusalem believed. Half of the population of Jerusalem believed. But something happened because as much as they believed, they believed also that Jesus was going to come very soon. But because it didn't come, there was a massive falling away. When I saw that, wow, these same things are repeating again. People are saying, where is the promise of his coming? Where is his promise of his coming? It's happened exactly like that. In the said, so powerful was their preaching that half of the people of Jerusalem within 30 years believed basically that Jesus was in desire. Most people did not understand that fact, but they also expected him to come in that generation. When he did not appear in that generation, they rejected him. As Jesus said in the chronology when he spoke to his disciples in Acts chapter 1 verse 7, he said, they asked him the question. So it was a question that was current in all their hearts. Whether you are apostle, everybody that was a believer had that same question. That's 1 verse 7. 
verse 7. <clears throat> and he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. We are going to get into the details of that when we get to understand the concept of the Jewish marriage. It is the father of the bridegroom that decides the date. It's the father of the bridegroom that decides the date. But Jesus was saying expressly to his, to his disciples there, expressly to those who are asking him the question, he was saying to them, it is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the father has put in his own power. But for you, there is work to do. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Mm. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria mm. and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Mm. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. So the point that I'm trying to make here was the things that were spoken ahead by Isaiah, which were relating to the things that were going to come, regarding the coming of the Messiah, and as we shall show later, it wasn't only the coming of the Messiah that he spoke to, he, he, he actually broke it into two for us, but we didn't get to understand that he was actually breaking it into two until Jesus came to give that testimony that we constantly refer to in Luke chapter 4, when he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. But when you take that and put it side by side with Isaiah chapter 61, it goes further in Isaiah 61 to say, after the acceptable day of the Lord, he said, um, let's go to Isaiah 61. That's Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me mm -hmm. because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings mm -hmm. unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Jesus deliberately finished it at the acceptable year, year of, the, of Lord the Lord in this prophecy because the day of vengeance was not yet come mm. at that time. When is the day of vengeance coming? We will get to all of that. All I'm trying to show you here is that the prophecies that were given in Isaiah not only related to the past, we also spoke to the future. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the future, it's important for us to see how these things break, they, they break out. Uh, he spoke about the coming of the Lord. He spoke about him being a gene unto those in Jerusalem. He spoke about him as, again, when we get to the details of it, in the first time of his coming, he didn't come as a king. Mm -hmm. When you look at Isaiah chapter 52 from verse 12, he comes and said, my servant, my servant, my servant. That was not the hour of glory. It was still the and this is still not like 2020, April 22, 2020 is still not the hour of glory. All those that go around the flaunting wealth and so on and so on and so forth, you don't understand the scriptures that this is not the hour of glory yet. It is the hour of of servanthood, and if we miss this, we run the risk of just walking contrary to the spirit of God. That's why we are saying this. But we'll get to I, I pray that we'll get to all those things in details. So it doesn't mean that I have rushed you through all of these things. But suffice it to say that God allowed the setting of the, of the arrangement of the book of Isaiah in a way that it provides us with what? With a key to be able to open things we see 
in the book of Revelation. Let me try and quickly finish this bit relating to um, the book of Isaiah, and then we can go into uh, the book of Revelation, Revelation. proper. Now, many of the people turned against Jesus, and then the Lord said, in that Isaiah 8 from verse 14 again, he said, bind up the testimony and seal the law amongst my disciples. King James translation correctly renders the Hebrew as it has been said. It said, among my disciples, meaning disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was, it was looked upon by the New Testament people as referring to Christ. Now, I've rushed a number of things here. If you go back to that chapter 18, chapter 8, and look at 18 and 19. Isaiah 8, verse 18 and 19. Mm-hmm. Behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me mm-hmm. are for signs and for wonders. Now, this is, uh, this is now uh, reported in the, first, in the first person. I and the children that the Father has given me. I, here was Isaiah. Isaiah means it's just the same as, 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 as Joshua. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as God. Sure. Sure. And that's and then what are the names of his children? The first name, the name of the first child um, is um, Shia Jashob. What does Shia Jashob mean? It says the remnant shall return. That's the name of Shia Jashob. And then he had a second son. When you put those names together, they are saying, Look to me, the eternal God. I am the one that will hasten to take the prey. And I will also bring the remnant back. So he's saying, in the expression of the name of Isaiah, in the expression of the names of his children, they point to me. I and the children that God has given me, they are for signs and they are for wonders. That particular scripture, if you take it in New Living Translation and Good News Translation, it makes it even better. Isaiah 8, verse 18 and 19, mm-hmm. NLT. Mm-hmm. I and the children the Lord has given me serve as signs and warnings to Israel from the Lord of heaven's army who dwells in his temple on Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. Someone may say to you, let's ask the medium and those who consult the spirits of the dead. Well, the repeat that I wonder is that we are, I and the children, we are signs and warnings, warnings to, Israel, to Israel from the Lord. From the Lord. They are intended to speak to Israel about who it is the Lord is and what it is that God is speaking about. Mm. Um, as I said at the beginning of this, the whole idea of going through these seven chapters in these few minutes of Isaiah is intended to, to do two things. One is to let us to understand the structure in the manner in which God was revealing the things to Israel. Mm. So Isaiah, excuse me, the things which he had seen, the things which were in the days of his ministry, and the things which were to come. And I said it was important, once we have understood this, to also see how Isaiah leads us into the things which are to come that are also linkages to the book of Revelation. We have seen the prophecy concerning the birth of Emmanuel. We've seen the prophecies concerning his coming, as he spoke in Luke chapter 4, as was also reflected in Isaiah 61, where he spoke about 
the first coming of the Lord, mm. when he came to forgive my, to pay for my sins mm. and for your sins, mm. and the time when the, ven- the day of the vengeance of the God will come, which is related to a second coming. Mm. Most of us don't get that, but it was important for us to go through all this. Now, um, having done this, I think it's good for us to now get into the book of Revelation proper. And I, I, anybody, who ha- who, anybody who has any question concerning what we have done, we've rattle through this in half an hour, but I, I hope you will take your time also to look at these scriptures and see how we have tried to build this up. Now, as we go to the book of Revelation, um, I want to say something to you, uh, all of you who are our listeners. We speak to you not uh, from the point of view of being, of being, of being scholars who, are, who have attained mastery. No, we are students at the feet of the Holy Spirit. And we come with that humility just to show you the things that God has taught us. But if you will follow and take your own time to also search these things like the Bereans, whether they are so, it will do you a lot of good. And one of the things, let's go to Revelation and start from chapter 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants, things which was. Just stop them. The revelation of who? Jesus Christ. It's not the revelation of Aphalabi. It's not even the revelation of John. It is the revelation of who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And there are two sides to that. First of all, in terms of the ownership and the authority, it belongs to Christ. It doesn't belong to any man. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. But more than any other thing, it's also the revelation of he himself. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. He owns it. He has the authority over it. He alone can unfold it because it's also the revelation of his person. Nobody can, we should should just be humble to acknowledge the supremacy of this God. The the absolute supremacy, I can't find what to to, do because it makes it so clear lest any man should begin to boast. And that's why I said (laughs) we don't come to you with any, any any chip on our shoulders in terms of being masterly and so on and so forth. As God has taught us, we just want to share those things with you. Mm. That you also may learn at his feet. And the same persuasion that we have come to in terms of the instructions that God is giving concerning the times we are, that you also may come to the same. Praise the Lord. Go on. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him mm-hmm. to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Mm-hmm. And he sent and signified it by his angels. You know what struck me there? Things which will shortly, shortly come, come to, to pass. pass. What is shortly? Mm-hmm. I mean, God is I just mean, awesome. Mm. Before, I mean, I, I was illustrating as I learned from certain servants of God, um, the, the Elulam one of the names of the eternal God. And I need to give that illustration uh, with, respect to, with respect to this shortness of time. Mm. Now, assuming that this, my, my face too well, was a ball, all right? Mm. I, I need to illustrate something to you to understand when God says time. What is time before God? This ball, you have it in your hands. Mm. Assuming that there is a spot here, and there's a spot here. Mm. Are you going to see them differently? You will see them just like that. Mm. Okay. Because 
you are outside of yes, that. Yes. You see everything like that. That's mm. the, that's the Elohim. Mm. Outside the space of time, mm. when he talks about something, everything is the mm. same to him. Mm. Whether it's the beginning, whether it's the end, mm. he sees it just like that. That's Elohim for you. That's the eternal God. Mm. So when he speaks about short time, short time before God, I don't know what it means for man. <laughs> so, but it's good for us to understand here the things which are going to shortly come to pass. Shortly has translated into centuries. Centuries. Mm. And it's important for us to see this and just be humble before God and wait upon Him mm. as He opens this thing as you peel an onion. Mm. Layer after layer mm. after layer. Go on, please. Thanks for listening. Join us again on Friday for the concluding part of today's sermon. If you want further information on what you have heard on today's episode, please call 0803-3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng.